Hey guys, so we are literally on phase three of this phaseology journey and phase three being the final stage or phase for now anyway. And as you know, the last few episodes, we've broken down what phaseology is and now going and then we went over the first two phases, which is emerging and then established. Yes. And now we're going to be talking about the <laughs> enterprise. Oh, I didn't do drum roll husband. Okay, let me go. Okay, go. Go now? <laughs> yes, go now. <laughs> the enterprising movement maker. So let's get into it. Let's go. So the big question is this. How do married entrepreneurs like us who have decades of business building experience, how do we break through common communication, productivity, and profitability barriers all while living powerfully in sync? That's the big question. And this podcast is the answer. You see, even if just one of you is called to entrepreneurship, the family is called to entrepreneurship. No, the goal is not the almighty dollar. We're aiming for the almighty impact. What's up? This is O.L. and Sway Buckley. Welcome to the Married Pernod Life Podcast. Marriage Marketplace Ministry. Let's go. What's up, everybody? This is O.L. And this is Sway. Of MarriedPernodLife.com. This is where we help mission-minded married entrepreneurs, those who want to get more clarity and generate more income and of course (laughs) leave a lasting impact yes we are excited to be helping others pioneer a path and sync strategy with systems to thrive powerfully in purpose and in profit we are legacy builders here to equip other legacy builders to do the exact same thing in the thing that they're called to do and so we are excited we're honored to have you in the virtual space in the virtual place today uh this place called maripreneur life podcast if this is That's your right. first time with us then we are so wanting to tell you welcome so we're gonna tell you welcome right now Welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is your returning time, then returning time. Um, what's up, fam? Glad to have you back in the building as well. So let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. Phase three. I just sound like Tone Loke when I said that. Oh, wow. Let's do it. Oh, wow. Okay. Anyway. Listen. Okay. <clears throat> All right. What's going on in your head this morning? <laughs> so we are on phase three of phaseology, phaseology of maripreneurship. That's mm-hmm. like a... Like, it's like long words all together, like phaseology of marriedpreneurship, but it is what it is. So as you all know, wait, first and foremost, if you have not listened to the last three episodes, you want to go st- actually stop and go and listen. Doing? I'm about to. Okay, That's I'm right. Ask you. I don't even know and go about. and listen to those <laughs> other three episodes. Yeah. So we went over phaseology um, and then. And the following one, we went over phase one, which is emerging maripreneurs, mm-hmm. what that looks like, that phase of, of maripreneurship. And then phase two, we went over established maripreneurs, what that phase looks like. And then phase three is today. We're diving deep into enterprising maripreneurs and our maripreneurship and what that looks like and what we've realized as we've been doing this. So this is our second time recording this because the first time a few weeks ago, almost a month ago, we did it for the month. Mm-hmm. And we realized as time went by, like, you know what? We want to redo it because we're even more clear now and we want to really focus in on things that are timeless, things that will be um, helpful, helpful, most useful, most useful, most clear. And some things we left out and mm-hmm. we even got more clarity. So yes. we're doing this again. And you know what? In the future... We reserve the right to do it again, right? We Absolutely. may go over it again as we get more and more clarity as we're going down this path as well, too. Because literally, we are, although we're pioneers, we're pioneering a path 
for other pioneers as well too. So, you know, when you're um, one of the first to do it in the way that you're doing it, you get more clarity really as you go in the doing of it. You know, you mm-hmm. don't get all the steps before you get clarity as you do it. So with that being said, we're really excited and just so inspired by our recent conversations as we've been breaking it down. Just that's right. what we normally do. We'll break it down for us to make sure we're on the same page. And if we're not, we share that too. Um, but this is not that type of episode. <laughs> so we are definitely coming from the same place. Um, and what we dis- what we discovered is that it will be even more helpful for you all, likely, if we just break it down into three areas of what this phase looks like. And then since we didn't really break it down in these three areas in the last two phases, what we can do today is just do a slight comparison to the other phases, just so everyone's really like a lot more clear mm-hmm. um, what and like how it looks. And maybe what we'll end up doing, too, is um, a type of training infographic to help you all see everything all together. I think we'll do that. That's going to be... Yeah, that's going to be super helpful. But in the meantime, you have this episode and the other ones so you can kind of draft it out for yourself, see where you all are, see what you're... Because we want to talk about milestones too. Yes. um, And what that looks like. So it's about to be juicy. Y'all ready? Okay. So what are we going over first? Business. I mean, uh, marriage. Yes. Because marriage is the core. Marriage. What marriage um, can look like in this enterprising movement maker phase Mm -hmm. of marriedpreneurship. Let's talk about it, husband. Yeah, so there's a couple of things we could talk about. So starting, you know, I guess at a very important place, when you talk about marriage, uh, for those who are enterprising movement makers, one of the things that is evident and obvious and clear is respected, known, and understood boundaries. Mm-hmm. Enterprising married entrepreneurs have respected boundaries. Those boundaries are known, meaning to themselves and even to others, and they're understood. So in other words, I didn't think one thing or was thinking one thing and you were thinking something else. No, we both share in the same understanding of what we mean by however those boundaries are defined. And I think what that does is that sets the, the, the uh, groundwork for all the other things that we're going to talk about here in a second mm-hmm. for the enterprising movement maker yes enterprising movement maker so also when it comes to the marriage um lane for this phase something else i would say like an obvious sign that you are there or maybe right there or just i would say a mile marker we Mm -hmm. call it that um that you can say yep we hit this we're doing this we're in this drive and it's like it's not like you hit it and then it's over it's like you hit it but you keep going that's the beautiful thing about Um, these this journey because you continue to grow you never stop growing so one big thing would be big, big obvious sign would be consistent and intentional date nights like regular date nights and that regular may look different for every family based on the season that you're in but the fact that it's regular it is consistent is mm-hmm. key and outside of the date nights just having um weekly even daily daily time even if it's a few moments though but just having that time for each other together to check in to make sure that you know you're in the other person's world and they are in yours and um you're working through life together you don't turn into Mm -hmm. roommates because that's easy to happen when you don't have systems in place to be intentional i would say another mile marker would be well you're gonna hang on to that because i want to say something about the date nights oh um i think the date nights can look different at different seasons of life Mm. If you are a enterprising 
movement maker and you have no children, mm-hmm. um, date nights might look different than if you're an enterprising movement maker with small children. Yeah. And then different again if you're an enterprising movement maker with older children. Yeah. It can look different. I think... With family dynamics. Family too. dynamics influence that a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so when we say date nights, that could also include, don't just think literal nights, that could also include day lunches. Yeah. That could include day brunches. <laughs> hey. That could include day breakfast. <laughs> that could be all day. Yeah. But what is really happening, whether children, no children, small children, regardless of the family dynamics, regardless of whether it's the afternoon, the evening, or the morning, it's connection points. Yeah. Points where where we as a married couple can come together and be intimate and transparent with one another. Now, that looks differently. There's many ways to think about intimacy, many ways to think about that, right? But it's a connection point, mm-hmm. right? Where, where we're communicating um, heart to heart, um, mind to mind, um, and yes, even physically. Flesh <laughs> so, to flesh. Right. Flesh so so I, that's the part I think I, is really important to take away. It's really about connection points. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that too. So with, and those are guarded and regular, like you said. Guarded and regular. Yeah, it's not just like, oh, whenever we can get to it, because you won't. You don't. Yeah. It just doesn't happen that way, right? So really... We're talking about making sure that the marriage remains the core while the business is built around the marriage to support the marriage, mm-hmm. to support what you all's goals are, to support what you're called to do, right? So the marriage is the number one. Like that is the thing. That is the core. And at this phase and stage, you're very both very clear and both very intentional about making this happen. Now, also... Another mile marker for this particular phase when it comes to marriage would be that you're that you're not just doing date nights, but you're intentional about consistently enriching your marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that look like? Just as much as how we do it for business, like you do that for marriage, even the more, mm-hmm. even the more. So what does that or would that would you like for that to look like on a weekly basis for you, a monthly basis, a quarterly basis, um, an annual basis? And so when, you know, when you put those things in place, those mile markers for your marriage and saying, OK, it's not just date nights. We're going to go deeper than this. What are some enrichment events that we can be attending this upcoming year or upcoming quarter or what other types? Types of um, things that can we get into? What other kind of books can we read together? How do we respond to conflict when maybe we're not seeing eye to eye on a continual basis about something with communication or whatever it may be? It could be finances, whatever. Um, it could just be just one of those seasons. Like what type of, who do you have as your support team? Who do you go to? Who's your counselor? Who's your coach? Who's your therapist? Like having a team together just as you would for your business, even the more for your marriage, right? This is what's going on. Like you're very mindful of this. In this phase. Now, you could be mindful of it in the other phases too, but there are some other areas that we're going to go along with. So, those are the main, main things the intentionality, intentionality of the marriage, um, having the strategy for success for your marriage during, like, this is a big um, indication that you all are in this phase concerning your marriage. Mm-hmm. We're going to segue, we've been talking a little bit about business and the system, segue right into business and what are some business malmarkers for the enterprising movement makers. <laughs> yeah, you know, not in any particular area. I think one of the things that when we were talking about this that you mentioned earlier is enterprising movement makers, they know their numbers. Mm, you yes. were talking about that earlier. Yes, 
absolutely knowing your numbers and it's not just like oh we're just gonna <laughs> stick it on the wall see what happens and keep going oh we got some movement we got some momentum let's keep going no you're very aware of your numbers you mm-hmm. you're you're taking it down like you're treating it like a science um of course you're emotionally connected to some level but not so much where you don't even recognize like what the strategy is so so the, so they're not ignorant of the data no they're informed by the data you're informed by the data mm-hmm. and you know what you're very clear when it comes to like your voice you have your own platform Mm -hmm. so whether that be your own blog or your own podcast you have your platform where you are exercising your voice and um people your people are resonating like with your message and not only is it resonating um but they are responding they are engaging these are signs that of the this phase phase three which is dealing with the enterprising movement makers and so with this movement also um you all are very um clear about what it is that you're doing as far as the problem that you're solving Mm -hmm. you actually have a clear path to ascend your clients to you have your a clear value ladder in place yeah i i definitely you have a clear value ladder in place and it's not just clear to you it's actually clear to your clients it's actually Mm -hmm. clear to your market. And one of the things that's really, really strong is, is that your clients, when they come, they remain like okay. they're not one off um, transactional yeah. uh, type of uh, it's it's not a one off transactional type of a mm-hmm. dealing or relationship. Mm-hmm. They come and they remain. So they stay the bulk of them, the bulk of mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. perhaps not all of them. Yeah, definitely. No, not all of them. Mm-hmm. But a good number of them will stay and remain. And one of the things that helps your clients at this level, at this enterprising movement making level to stay and remain is, is there's a connection with your message. Yeah. And your message is like, uh, it, it, it is steered by your mission. So in other words, mm-hmm. you're not sending an opposite message from what your mission is. Mm-hmm. And notice we said mission because enterprising movement makers actually they transcend quote unquote business in an economical sense, but mm-hmm. they really connect with the heart mm-hmm. and the the aspirations, even if you will, of their market. So it so so their clients feel as though when they are in business with this business, they're a part of a mission, something mm-hmm. that really transcends the scope of business. And there are businesses that have done that that perhaps you patronize and we patronize mm-hmm. that have done that well. So when you think about it, think about, am I attempting, especially if you're going this direction into enterprising phase, am I attempting to really transcend my market, my industry, uh, be not just be another well-known name, mm-hmm. but am I really trying to to get at something that is, that is more meaningful ultimately? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And with that being said, they're like at the end of the day, as a result of that, there is a community that is formed. There is a tribe. That's exactly it. And yes. it's like you want to be a part of this tribe. You want to stay connected to this tribe. You want to continue to learn. And it's not always about the thing that they came for, right? It's right. about the community. Um, it's about growing together. And you are genuinely focused on caring for people. How can you serve the people? How can you create something that is so different and so unique? Um, and you're really listening as well, too. So um, something that's uh, slightly different from that in the other areas, I would say, when it comes to business, is that for the emerging and the established phases, um, when it comes to the business, it's like you you 
you're doing it like you're just trying to like white knuckle and like let me get do what i had to do um get some clients in and serve them and figure out what's next and get this and get that you know it's like this constant go 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 versus actually um resting and like you understand clarity number one and who you are and your voice but that actually comes by doing it as well too Mm -hmm. that comes by the experience it's not something that's necessarily just you know you wake up and you're just so so clear because at this phase of stage uh, phase three enterprising movement makers you are very clear you're very clear about what your messaging is and what you're saying and clarity leads to confidence and confidence comes by being consistent Mm -hmm. Enterprising movement makers are clear and they're consistent. And that's why it seems like they're more confident. Mm -hmm. That's good. And then with that as well, too, though, um, with that laser clarity, they are they also have the systems in place like they do with their marriage. So they're they have their numbers, but they also are working more on the business than in the business. So they're doing both. Absolutely. But. Compared to the other phases, the emerging and the established, they're more so like in, 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 in the business, right? Whereas in this phase, you're getting more of a balanced approach with, okay, what things do we, like you're really more strategizing and using your genius. You're focusing more on your genius. You're doing more revenue generating activities versus all the things that can take up your time that needs to get done, but you're not delegating. That's the another sign. Most of your time is spent doing the thing that you do well Mm -hmm. and most of your team's time is spent doing the thing that you hired them to to do do. well right and the thing about this phase as well too speaking of team Mm -hmm. you do have support and you're not trying to wear all the hats and that doesn't mean you have a whole suite of you know full-time employees you could just have some you know freelancers or contractors that you know you know you can throw some things at it hey i need to get this done and they're doing but you have support you have a team and what that team looks like that just really depends on what your overall your big goals are for the business but you do have a team you have somebody that you can you can say this is person i know i can call for this this is what i can who i can call for this and that those people support you. The other areas, the other phases, the emerging and the established, you may have somebody or maybe not so much. You may also, that person, those phases often think about, well, can I afford? Oh, mm-hmm. Like that's the big, big question versus asking, what will this afford me? What will mm-hmm. this afford my company when we bring someone on? Is it going to afford us more time? Is it going to afford us more income? Like, or is it going to afford us both? So there's a, it's a different mindset um, in phase three when it comes to thinking about the team and who you're going to have on support and how you do business and what your real goals are and as far as the quality of your lifestyle and the quality of your your marriage and then the business as well too. So those are some big um, mile markers, I would say. For the business. For the business. Mm-hmm. Um, let's slide over to the spiritual walk. Now, just to be clear, when we're talking to marriedpreneurs, these are visionary marriedpreneurs, these are mission-minded, these are kingdom-minded. And so there's a difference. And so this is the big difference from um, those who are not thinking about the spiritual aspect of your business. Um, that's a big part for us, right? That is Absolutely. the end goal for us. So here are some mile markers at this phase for those of you who are um, who, who consider yourself missionary, uh, mission-minded and kingdom-minded. Though you are a type of missionary. Yeah, right. Um, visionaries mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, marriedpreneurship. Yeah, so if you think about it in, you know, the three types that we talked about, let me just kind of start with the enterprising. No, no, no. I'll start with the emerging and we'll work our way up. So the emerging one is yielded to the call. So they feel a call to business. And so they're saying yes to the call. They're, they're, they're 
submitting on that level. But then what they tend to do is they tend to say yes, but then they go at it alone. There's a lot of things that are happening in the very early stages. And so there's a lot of, to use your term, white knuckling mm-hmm. and all of that that's happening. And it's a, it's an emotional up and down roller coaster, right? The established one, they're, they're more yielded, um, mm-hmm. not just to the call, but also to the process, mm-hmm. right? And so they're like, okay, I'm going to start getting some coaching because um, there's coaching at every level. Yeah. I'm going to start getting some coaching, getting some training. I say yes to the call. I understand this is what I'm here for. And they're walking out the journey, putting one step in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Still some white knuckling happening, mm-hmm. but they're a little more trusting. They're, they're really seeking the Lord a little bit more as to how he's leading them in business. But when you get to the enterprising movement maker level, mm-hmm. this this will... Those who are at this phase, let's just put it this way. Those who are at this phase, they're the most yielded. Mm-hmm. They are the most trusting um, of God who called them into this space. Mm-hmm. And what it looks like for them is it would almost look like the emerging movement maker doesn't take serious the business or what other people may take serious. It would look that way. Right. Mm. But it doesn't mean that they're less serious. It just means that they're the most yielded. They recognize emerging or enterprising, enterprising. Excuse me. Okay, You said emerging. Sorry. I meant enterprising. They're the most yielded because they recognize, you know what? I've been through some battles at the emerging phase. I've endured and seen some things at the established phase. Mm -hmm. I've learned what I can control. I've learned what I cannot control. Mm -hmm. I recognize that even through the course of me being diligent even through the course of me honing and fine-tuning the systems, I'm still a vessel. Mm. And so I'm, I'm a vessel to serve my market. I'm a vessel to serve my clients. Mm. I'm a vessel to serve my family. I'm ultimately a vessel to serve the God who called me. Mm. So they'll look like they're not you know, taking things serious. And that's usually because at the emerging phase, you're kind of freaking out when even the smallest thing goes wrong, even to some degree at the established Maybe phase. Maybe not taking things serious. Maybe just more calm. Well, that's what I'm saying. The, oh, okay. I said the appearance. appearance. They may appear like they're not taking things as serious. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes when mm-hmm. the emerging person is freaking out, they think that's the only response Got for it. that, right. whatever would happen. And so they're like, why aren't you freaking out? Well, it's not that I'm not taking it as serious as you are. So don't question my seriousness. Mm-hmm. Just recognize that I recognize that I'm a vessel and we'll get through this like we did at the emerging phase. We'll get mm-hmm. through this like we did at the establishing phase. Yeah. And as long as we're being faithful in doing what we're supposed to do in our systems, mm-hmm. we're working on that. But ultimately, we recognize that the Lord is helping us to do this. He brings increase. He brings increase. That's why you don't mm-hmm. see the person at this level, the enterprising movie maker, freaking out or responding mm-hmm. in the same way that maybe you'll see somebody doing at the emerging or the establishing phase. Yeah, this phase also, I would say, um, spiritually, um, you have already gone through the two previous stages or phases dealing with you know the emerging and then the established. And now at this phase, you have some experience, right? You see and have seen what has happened in the past. You're like, okay, this is what it takes. Oh, this is what's going to happen. Oh, this is the type of warfare that's going to happen when I do this. Oh, this is like, so you're really more prepared spiritually, mentally um, for it. And then you're also thinking, so you're more aware of thinking about like, okay, l- instead of let me go create um, something that God can bless, instead it's like, God, 
where would where is a path that you already have for me? I'm going to go there and walk in that and create that because it's already blessed. Right. So you're not doing things like even on the on that level separately thinking like come bless this God versus God. Where is the blessing? Let me walk in that. Um, that slight adjustment, it makes a huge difference in how we... It's slight, but not slight. Right. <laughs> On how we actually do business and really co-create with the creator. That's what like, we are uh, made in his image, right? So co-creating um, with him is just an, is amazing. And there is no worry in that. There is no stress. There is You, you can easily feel it. But if you succumb, succumb to it, that's when you begin... You give yourself over to worry. You give yourself over to fear. But if you remember, and in this phase... These um, th- this phase, you have gone through so much and you're really more focused on the end goal and knowing that just because, yes, you are aware of your number, more aware of your numbers, you are aware of the strategy, you are, you know, you're fast to to implement and you're quick to make decisions um, now. But as you set your goals, you know that it's not the goal. Meeting the goal is not the goal only. Right. Like that's not the big, big goal. It's like, Lord, am I doing this in the way that pleases you that serves other and I'm not keeping the right motive right it's about the position of the heart um and the position of like the mindset as well too um and with that this phase you have already these people have already invested in coaching um they appreciate their coaches they learn from they take the you know industry best strategies but even with those industries like best strategies they know that they have experience and and know that God even works in this ways where he'll often give little nudges and instruction on doing things that are opposite of what the industry standards say you should be doing. Um, And you're okay with that. It's like you are literally pioneering this path and God is showing you which way to go. And it doesn't make any sense to the industry. It's like, what? Why would you do that? You're going to lose money or you're not going to do, you're not going to get the award or you're not going to get the status. You're not going to get the recognition if you do it this way. But that's not the prize, right? And even that, when we honor and follow after what, what is set before us, the it's it's so amazing that God uses these situations to even show those who maybe doubt it um, what he can do with just a little bit of faith. Um, we were talking about a few examples I think we should share. Yeah, sometimes when you when you life. when you do this, it'll there's a fine line between ethics and strategy. And sometimes mm. the, the people's strategy is influenced by what their ethic is. So if your ethics is hustle, 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 force it, force it, force it, that's the only way you're going to make it happen, sleep when you're dead kind of lang- language, then that is influenced by the ethic. In other words, they feel that they need to do that because that's what's going to yield them their desire. Mm. But the reality is, is that the enterprising movement maker is, is using unconventional strategies, mm. which are often a derivative or born out of a unconventional ethic, which is to say, oh, like in the case of, just going to use a quick example, say like, as true Kathy, okay, we're not going to be open Chick-fil-A um, seven days a week. We're going to be open six days a week. Right. That goes against what is normative in business. Mm-hmm. That goes against, but, but the reason why is because the ethic is we've got to be as profitable, profitable as we possibly can mm-hmm. Not to say that we're not aiming to be profitable. Of course, we're aiming to be profitable. Mm-hmm. But then the question becomes at what expense? At what expense? And so they say, no, we're not going to do that. Um, one of the one of my favorite sweeteners. Well, 
What, can what? I say something about sure. that too? Mm-hmm. But you have to also take, they didn't just decide to close on a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, right? They are closed on one of the busiest days that one of the busiest family, family days. days when families go out to eat and they are in the restaurant business and they are crushing it. I mean, clearly. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? If you're in so, the business space, you yeah. know what Chick-fil-A is doing, yeah. right? So, but that's very interesting, right? Also, I mean, they're kind of an easy example to, to give on that. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a sweetener that I enjoy for cereal, coffee, oatmeal, what have you. And it's called Nature Nates. Mm-hmm. And Nature's Nate, or, yeah. Nature Nates. Nature's Nate, Nate's Nature, something like that. I think it's Nature's Nate. Um, well, they have what would probably, just their own packaging, appear to be not the thing to do when you're talking about honey. They're a honey company, by the way. Natural honey, natural raw unfiltered bee honey. And they have orange fluorescent obnoxious orange labeling. I'm sure you've seen it. Perhaps you have. If not, you can look it up. And they have a scripture right on the front of the label. And they have a contact number. And they have a note from the CEO. And all this is on the packaging. I would go so far as to say, especially as... The world continues to turn the way that it does. Conventional wisdom would probably say you might not want to put a scripture on your packaging. You can have it as your quote unquote mm. uh, 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 guide or theme in your business, but you ain't got to put it on the packaging. Mm. No, they put it on the packaging. And, and they make it fluorescent, obnoxious mm. orange. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you can't. For raw, it. unfiltered bee honey. Yeah. Yeah. So these are just some unconventional things or examples we would share that happens. Um, Oftentimes, like as the norm, I would say, versus sparingly, right? At the other phases, emerging and established, you're kind of just getting into it. You're getting under, well, can I do this? My coach says I shouldn't do that, or should I do that? Or, well, I don't know. Business says I shouldn't do this. But at this phase, you're like, it's more of the norm, just unconventional. Like that is how you roll and you're, you really truly are making a movement. You truly are pioneering a path. You truly are like trailblazing in this in the industry that you're called to so this is just a little synopsis of <laughs> phase three when it comes to what this looks like as a as, uh, make sure i'm saying the right one enterprising, enterprising must say so movement maker yeah, enterprising movement maker um when it comes to the marriage and then when it comes to the business and then when it comes to the spiritual walk as well too so hopefully this has been helpful and encouraging enlightening insightful to you all as you are growing in your on your journey as well we are super excited to uh to hear more about what where you are and what you're working on so real quick though let's go over to enjoying the journey together we'll give you some practical steps um to enjoy the journey together So here we are at the Enjoy the Journey Together segment, and this is where we give you guys, share with you all practical steps that you can use to, yes, enjoy Enjoy the the journey journey together. So we're going to give you three practical steps, one for each area. And these are steps, applications, activities, however you want to say it for those who are already in phase three or those who would like to, you know, move forward into that phase in phase three, just start getting those practices together. So as you grow and develop, you're doing so and you're doing it together and intentionally. So let's start first start with marriage. A simple step, practical step, application for really protecting the marriage and growing in marriage for stage threeers or the enterprising movement makers um, and those desiring to be there or in that place would be to Fiercely protect your date night. Yep. This is where you examine and say, hey, do we have boundaries? If not, we need to implement boundaries. Mm-hmm. 
making sure that that is a regular and a frequent part of your lifestyle. The next one is regarding the business. And this is where you two are going to examine your value ladder and you're going to say, hey, who does this help and how does this help them? And you're going to ask yourself that in every step of the value ladder. So when you get to the next step in your value ladder, say you're on step two, you're going to say, hey, who does this help and does this still help them? That's good. And then the third practical step that we're sharing with you today to start applying, if you're not already doing it, if you are awesome, keep going, keep doing it. Um, But if you're not praying together over your business, whether it's you're an independent, spousalpreneur, or couplepreneurs, but just being mindful to co-create with the creator, um, to give, to create, make your plans, but then surrender them at the same time, making sure that you all are being aware, being conscious of the God who called you, the one who called you to do the work that you are doing it in his grace, under his grace. I think that's it, husband, right? That's it. Those are the three um, applicable steps for this section of enjoying the journey together. If you all are seeking systems and strategies and um, wanting to understand how to put the pieces together and needing some insight, well, we are actually in the process of creating a very helpful download um, for you all to to do so. So um, go ahead over at Mar- to marriedpreneurlife.com. You can check that out. And you can go ahead and download that, get the resources there, get a better understanding, clarity of what is required for whatever stage you're in right now. Even if you're just just starting or if you're already in phase three, just getting clarity of what that looks like for you all and how you can continue to strengthen your systems to be more intentional um, with your systems as you're moving forward. Okay, well, we hope that this episode has been amazing to you. Um, Be sure to visit marriedpreneurlife.com dot com marriedpreneurlife.com and you know what if this help if, if this episode has been helpful to you make sure you connect with us over on um, ig you know tag us let us know shout us out and we'll definitely give you a shout out as well we love listening or hearing feedback from those who are enjoying the episodes all right y'all have a good one okay peace peace out ready to drop them bars hubby funny yeah yeah we here Hi, girl. okay Check it out. It's like, hmm, okay, it's OL and Sway back what? again. Another episode, press play, now you, you in. in. Motion to build out your legacy. Family imply your marriage plus ministry. What? The content is real life in real time, yep. Mm-hmm. A little more to help you both soar and step. Same page where we know you want to be. Yep. And no, it's not as easy as one, one two, three. three. It's more like three, two, one. Yep. Where you got to plan your work, work your plan and have fun. And yep. anything you two will call to is doable. Hit subscribe, press like, make this reviewable. Anything you two will call to is doable. Hit subscribe, Press like, make it reviewable. Peace. Peace. Anything you call to is doable. Press subscribe. Press like. Make this reviewable for the people in the back. (laughs) That's a wrap, guys. Maybe. Let's see if it was recording.